The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. It's Monday morning. Hope you had a great weekend. 53 degrees in Buffalo. We have partly cloudy skies going up to about 75 today with mostly sunny skies. Not quite the heat that we ended last week with, which I think a lot of people are happy about. Here's what's happening. Groundwork already underway on site of the future home of the Buffalo Bills. Major work will officially commence, though, today with the ceremonial groundbreaking of the new state-of-the-art football stadium in Orchard Park. This moment in franchise history has been months and years in the making. WBEN's Brayton Wilson takes us back to how we got to this point. Talks of a new Bill Stadium have been in the works for nearly five years with efforts to get a new stadium deal in place really starting to ramp up in May of 2021. Ten months later, the Bills, New York State, Erie County, and the NFL agreed upon a deal to build a $1.4 billion stadium complex in Orchard Park, which came with a 30-year lease agreement to keep the team in Western New York for the long term. I guarantee you folks, the Buffalo Bills will be playing in our community for more than 30 years. It is something that we can all be proud of because it took a lot of time to get to this point. We've negotiated a fair deal for all. That was Erie County Executive Mark Polencars back in March of 2022. As the weeks and months continued, many in Western New York waited for the news of the finalization of the project agreement, allowing for construction of the new stadium to commence. That didn't come for more than 13 months when the Erie County Legislature gave its final vote of approval and signed off on the project just last month. I am so very proud of Erie County, proud of this legislative body for the time and the intentionality and the hard work that we put into picking apart this deal and making sure that it was going to be the best benefit that it could be to the residents of Erie County. That's Legislature Chairwoman April Baskin. Now we look ahead to the future as major construction efforts are set to begin on the new stadium later this month, but not before Monday's ceremonial groundbreaking of the project with representatives from the Bills, State and County. Bill's executive vice president and COO Ron Rakuya says the path to finally get to this point has been a rewarding one. It's been an unbelievable journey, but anything this important to our fans, our community, our organization, the National Football League is definitely going to take a long time. Again, it's just a great day. I just want to make sure that we put it in perspective. We're going to celebrate what we've accomplished thus far, but we are definitely looking forward to another thousand days of construction and cutting the ribbon on opening the stadium just about three years from now. More from Rakuya. And a look back at all that transpired to this point in the stadium deal is available for you online. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you. Groundbreaking is set for 9 o'clock this morning. Bill's owner, Terry Pagula, will be there. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell, we understand, will be there. GM Brandon Bean, Coach Sean McDermott, Governor Hochul, Erie County Executive Mark Polencars, other local leaders all expected to be there. This is an invitation-only event. It's not open to the public. WBEN will be providing live coverage this morning of the groundbreaking again right around nine and we're asking at wben.com how closely will you be following progress on the new bill stadium very closely somewhat closely or not closely so far this morning 19 percent tell us that they'll be following it very closely 14 percent somewhat closely and 67 percent not closely. You can check in over at WBEN.com. A warning about gas prices. The leaders of OPEC meeting this weekend, the world's top oil producing countries, including Russia, deciding to drastically cut the amount of crude oil they put into the global economy starting next month. One million barrels 
per day will be cut starting in July. Business correspondent Alexis Christophorus tells us the end result could mean higher gas prices. OPEC plus pumps about 40 percent of the world's crude oil, so any policy decisions could have a major impact on fuel prices. And another wild card for gas prices going forward, hurricane season. Any damage done to oil refineries along the Gulf Coast could send gas prices soaring. Current price of gas in the Buffalo area, 367 a gallon to AAA. Officials are investigating the cause of a crash from an unresponsive jet that flew over Washington, D.C. yesterday afternoon, sparking two F-16s to scramble as the Cessna flew over a restricted area. Andrew Dimbert has more on possible causes for the plane's radio silence. Aviation experts say hypoxia may have incapacitated the pilot and those on board. The incident bringing to mind the 1999 crash that killed champion golfer Payne Stewart and five others after the pilots and passengers became unresponsive. That plane was flying from Orlando to Dallas but crashed when it ran out of fuel over South Dakota. Retired Marine pilot and ABC News contributor Steve Ganyard also offered his thoughts. The most likely scenario here is that there was some loss of pressurization, which induced hypoxia. Hypoxia is just the loss of consciousness due to lack of oxygen. We've learned about who was on the flight. The plane that crashed was registered to Encore Motors of Melbourne, Florida. John Rumpel, who runs the company, told the New York Times that his daughter, two-year-old granddaughter, her nanny and pilot were aboard the plane. They were returning to their home in East Hampton on Long Island after visiting his house on North Carolina. Tourist season is well underway here in Buffalo, especially around the Naval Park and Canal Side downtown. What is the status of the USS The Sullivans a little over a year after the ship was listing from taking on water? WBEN's Max Ferry has an update. Buffalo and Erie County Naval Park President and CEO Paul Marzello tells WBEN that the Naval Surveyor Report for USS The Sullivans is complete and pending further review from their board of directors and the city of Buffalo for permanent repairs of the vessel. Well, the plan has always been, if we're going to get her into dry dock, is to remove the steel and put new... Uh, steel plating on her hull from the water line down to the keel. So that is the plan. Uh, it's going to take somewhere between three and six months, depending on which dry dock she gets into. But all of that will be revealed in the report as soon as that comes out. The cost it will take to tug the boat to the dry docking location and the cost of the repairs are of great concern to Marzello. The process of getting the ship ready for transport comes with detailed plans, time, and cost on its own. Certainly do not have the funds in place to do the job. If we are going to get the Sullivans out of her current berthing, we have to take the Little Rock, which has her double park, move her out a few meters south, and we have to take the croaker, the submarine, out into the river and then move her a little bit to the north. So all of that has to be done before we can even get the Sullivans out. And then from that standpoint, she has to be connected to tugboats. And uh, I think that the, the plan that's in place right now, as technical as it is, is well thought out. And I hope that we will have adequate funding to make sure it happens. Marcello mentions that they would like to get the ship ready for transport before winter hits to prevent any more damage to the ship. And they are continuing to look to secure more funding to make it possible. Here our full interview at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. All right, Max, thank you. Big year then for the Naval Park to uh, get this work done. Park rangers at Yellowstone are warning visitors to respect the area's natural residents after a slew 
of close encounters that put both humans and animals at serious risk. Park officials say there's been a series of frightening close encounters at Yellowstone, including two tourists under investigation for grabbing a baby elk. And last month, a man from Hawaii charged with intentionally disturbing wildlife after handling a newborn bison. Also surfacing online, a Yellowstone tourist taking a selfie next to a bison and another video near Old Faithful showing a bison charging at a family. The father, Gord, trying to save his son. A statement from Yellowstone says some actions by visitors have led to the endangerment of people and wildlife and resulted in the death of wildlife. That's Derek Dennis reporting. I saw some of those videos. It's crazy how close people were trying to get to the wildlife. And a sea of pride in Buffalo on Sunday. Thousands took part in the annual Pride Parade on Elmwood Avenue and at the Pride Festival at Canal Side to celebrate the LGBTQ community. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Hazy sunshine today. Temperatures being the low to mid 70s this afternoon. For tonight, partly cloudy, maybe a stray shower. Overnight lows in the mid 50s. Partly sunny skies on Tuesday, mid 70s, low 70s on Wednesday. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aramankowski. Orchard Park Town Supervisor Jean Majak. Joining me this morning on groundbreaking day for the stadium. Gene, how are you? Good morning. Thanks for the time. Good morning, Susan. Doing well and yourself. I hope uh, everything's going fine with you. And it's uh, an exciting day and an exciting time for the Buffalo Bills Orchard Park in uh, western New York. You can kind of feel the energy this morning, I think. I, I think you're absolutely right, Gene. How significant of a day is this for Orchard Park? Well, I mean, and it's huge. I mean, the, the Bills have been in Orchard Park for 50 years now and, and uh, soon to be having a, a, a new venue. Um, I'm uh, going to be meeting with uh, one of our developers in the next uh, uh, few weeks uh, to see where where his thoughts are at. And uh, the town board and myself uh, are working on um, zone uh, rezoning some of the properties around the stadium so that uh, it can be more conducive to uh, uh, what might need to happen around the perimeter of the stadium. You know, what is on the table when it comes to development for the Orchard Park Town Board to consider, you know, as far as development around the stadium? What What's the possibilities? Oh, I think the possibilities are huge. I mean, we, we for the last 50 years, we uh, uh, haven't done anything like that. And, and we've just had, uh, you know, at, at one time, eight football games a year and now up to... Uh, uh, 10 and, and uh, some seasons when we have nine home games in the preseason, it's up to 11. Uh, but uh, uh, my understanding is uh, this stadium is going to be used for a lot more um, opportunities and, and venues uh, than it has uh, in the past. And uh, it's not just going to be concerts and and uh, additional uh, football games, whether they're uh, uh, college or high school um, but there's going to be many other type of uh, um, uh, venues uh, at at the stadium. So it, it's uh, it's a big opportunity for developers that uh, want to jump on board. And we're going to uh, the the town board is going to try to make it as uh, easy as possible for them. And uh, if we have to create, uh, we haven't really put a name to it, but let's say a stadium zone, um, we we will do so. And we're in the process now of. Uh, investigating what uh, what move should we, we should be making here in the very near future. I know a year ago you had said in an interview that you like the idea of hotels, restaurants, shopping, pedestrian bridges. Are you still in favor of all of that? Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And I think there should be a, uh, somewhere's on the grounds. I think there should be a place for uh, um, uh, families that are bringing their young children um, so that, uh, I mean, tailgating is part of uh, uh, an NFL football game, but uh, there might be some families that uh, want to stay away from that. It'd be nice uh, um, for uh, those families to have a place to go before the game and then after the game, wait for the traffic to die down. You know, the stadium zone that you referred to a minute ago, has the town identified where it would be putting a hotel, let's say, or is that still all up in the air? Well, it, it, first of all, the, um, the town wouldn't be putting uh, up a hotel. It would be uh, private developers, and um, the, the, it's m- mainly the uh, properties uh, um, around the perimeter of, uh, of the stadium that uh, are are basically zoned business or commercial. It's, 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 uh, nothing has to do with um, residential. Okay. I was wondering if, um, I know there's a, there's a parcel of property across from, is it Quaker Commons on Mile Strip? There's property mm-hmm. there. There's also talk, you know, about McKinley Mall, that area. Is any of that under your consideration? Um, right now, it's it's really going to be up to what the developers want to do. Um, they, they'll have all the marketing data. Uh, I, I, not being a, a, a big time developer, um, I, I think as a as a fan, you would want it as as convenient to the stadium within walking distance as possible. Um, but they might have other data from other uh, um, venues across the country that. Uh, um, something uh, near the McKinley Mall. Um, there's a, a large piece of property that at one time there was conversation about the, a Walmart going in. Um, I, I don't know, um, you know, how well that would be received and uh, as far as the distance from the stadium. And uh, that, that really I would leave up to the developers and, and their marketing research that they would be doing. Gene, what kind of timeline are you looking at just for identifying the area and, you know, kind of get to get moving on this? Well, we're, we're actually uh, underway as far as conversations uh, with our Economic Development Committee and, and the town board. So um, we're, we're ready to start uh, having some public hearings uh, here in the very near future and, and uh, making some changes. It's not going to be one big uh, swoop through the area. It, it'll be um, properties, parcels at a time. And uh, but we'll certainly be uh, be ready for um, whatever a uh, developer would want to do at that time. Well, with everything said and done and this groundbreaking being held this morning, do you think it was a smooth process to get to this point? Well, (laughs) that's a tough question because, uh, you know, I'm not in the inner circle of everything that went on in this huge endeavor um, from but from the outside looking in. It, it seemed to be smooth, but I'm I'm sure that there were uh, um, some uh, um, uh, times that uh, uh, were a little bit nerve wracking through the through the whole process. And, and uh, my hats off to uh, all the folks uh, from from Albany to uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Pagula and the Bills uh, to uh, make this uh, all come together. Well, I've got to ask: as the town of Orchard Park supervisor, were you invited to the groundbreaking today? Yes, I will. I will be there. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I plan on leaving here about eight uh, fifteen, and and uh, and yes, I will be there at nine at nine o'clock when the uh, ceremony starts. All right. Well, exciting day, Gene. Thanks so much for joining me this morning. I appreciate it. 
Oh, you're very welcome. You have a, yourself a good day, and uh, it's an exciting time for Western New York. Gene Majak, Town of Orchard Park Supervisor. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.